This is Inside the Natural State, an Arkansas sports podcast. All aboard the Lane Train. Welcome, everybody, to Inside the Natural State. We are coming to you tonight with news that sounds like Lane Kiffin may very well be the next head coach at the University of Arkansas. That seems to be the direction that uh, all the rumors are headed today. There's a lot of smoke. It might just be a lot of smoke and mirrors, but as of right now, I feel good enough based on the sources that I've talked to that I feel pretty good that it's going to be the Lane train pulling into the station. All that being said, how are you tonight, Zach? So, we were in the left lane. We've hired Lane Kiffin, so are you saying we're in the right lane? How about just no more lanes? How about we just win football Well, games? now, you can't do that. The guy's name is Lane. That's true, but he could be on the train tracks. Let's use train tracks. Let's not use... Monorail? No. 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 It's not I tried. Yeah, I you tried. tried. It didn't work. What's up, well. everybody? Oh, my goodness. Oh, we're sitting around here waiting on Will. <sighs> he's, he's... We're probably going to end up redoing this intro because <laughs> the mics are all kind of jacked up tonight. No, he's just going to hate our... Um, he's going to hate the, like, 20 minutes of recording we did earlier waiting on him. That was hilarious. Oh, my goodness. It was goodness. a lot of fun. Oh, man. Okay, so I got to ask, where did we go wrong this season? <laughs> well, oh, okay. <laughs> besides the obvious. Okay, besides the obvious. Think about this for a minute. We both predicted five, six wins at max. I think at some point on here we even like predicted. Somehow seven, I eight. ended up. I ended up. Somehow I ended up with eight. I, I don't. I don't know how. But where did where did this season just completely collapse? Was it game? Well, I mean, it's a it's a very astute question. No, I mean it's a fair question too. Like I'm, I, I, I have a. So my feel is that using a term as we've been talking about trains and lane trains and such, I have a feeling that, um, you know, things kind of went off the tracks. You know, the obvious thought would be around that San Jose state game. Um, just because we lost it, it was ugly. I think everybody kind of saw the writing on the wall, but honestly, if you look back all the way back to the Portland state game, I mean, to me, that's where it started. I mean, it was a mess. Then we were, we had a lot of concerns coming out of that that we hoped weren't, real concerns but they obviously were you know most people now are well let me back up most people when Bielema were fired when Bielema was fired and Morris took over everybody kept saying oh the cupboard's bare he left it in a bad position Morris didn't help that situation at all right so are we are we actually worse off because think about it, all that top twenty recruiting class, majority of them still have their red shirts, right? Ah, a good chunk of them, yeah. A good majority Some of them, of them we haven't even seen actually play. I mean, Shamar Nash on a kneel down, right. or a, not a kneel down, uh, uh, Catalan, 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 not Shamar. He, he played some as well in the um, one Western Kentucky game, I'm guessing. Yeah, he, he played, played a little a lot bit in that game. So, but yeah, I mean, there's some big pieces and some so some good that I think kind of came out of. Um, this this weekend's loss and everything that happened. I mean, obviously, I mean we're not telling any secrets here. We came, we're finishing a two and ten season. Um, most of you saw what we saw on on Friday. Um, By the way, you were you went in. Yep, I was out on the golf course. Yep. 
did we look all that bad? I mean, no, I mean, offensively, we still looked really bad. Jack Lindsay proved why he's never been a starting quarterback or been mentioned as a starting quarterback. What was his final stat? Wasn't it like eight for 21 or something? If it was that good, I'd be surprised. At one point, it was like two for 13 with both passes being touchdown passes. So, but at, at that point in the season, though, you've got two quarterbacks on, on concussion protocol, you got one that obviously doesn't care. Right. And I'm not going to name names. We all know who it is. Hey, he got to play. <laughs> well, you just gave it away for me. Yeah, we gave him hell. No, too. I just, it, how do we go from, okay, we gave him a pass on the 2-10 and ten last year. We come into this season, and the schedule lines up pretty easy for the most part. Oh, yeah. You and I are sitting there predicting seven, eight wins somehow yeah. at one point. Here we are again talking about a two and ten season. Well, so I thought that um, I thought Scooter made a really interesting comment after the game um, when they were asking him about what he thinks is best, and, and we probably should have pulled the clip because it's actually interesting. Um, he made the comment that you know he he told the younger guys, "Y'all buy in, you know, buy in," because he said if a lot of guys, and this wasn't just players, but coaches too, just didn't buy in. So I think we've heard a lot of that. We've heard a lot of the, the negativity that came out of when Morris first came in and, and some of the back and forth that, that they had. So I'm, I'm, not, um, I'm not over or I'm, I'm, I was happy to see Scooter come out and say that because it kind of leads some credence to what the rest of us kind of thought where there was some fracture in the locker room still. So, and I don't think that's an old player versus new player thing. I think that's just guys kind of seeing straight through this. Um, from, a, from from having some fun with it. You know, I was talking to a buddy today, and I said, you know, whoever the next coach is, whoever we hire, can we at least agree that we don't need any fake rappelling from the roof of Simmons Bank Arena this time? Like, can we not, you know, fake that? I mean, th- so when you think about it, like this entire coaching thing, this entire coaching tenure of Chad Morris was right. fake from the beginning. Well, it was it was all smoke <laughs> and mirrors. And we, all, we were all, and you and I were both just like this. We're all caught up in what you call the coaches speak. He talked a big game, you know. But again, throughout the season, he kept saying, "Well, I never expected this in practice. You know, I, didn't, I never foresaw this in practice. We had a strong practice, blah blah." If they had such a strong practice, why did they look like crap on the field? I don't think he ever had any idea what was going on. Just to be honest, I mean, when you see the way things went, and again, that part of that is players not buying in. Uh, that's coaches not buying in. There's so much that goes into that. So. You know, realistically, when you look at the way the season went down and and some of the things he said during press conferences and all that, it was a lot of coach speak. I think he was. I think it was a lot of coach speak because he didn't know what to do. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I think you you brought this up several times throughout the, the season and, and even talking to Hutch a few times. You know, has this coaching staff you know kind of let go of the rope? And I, you know, personally, I wasn't going to believe that they that they had just because I mean these are these are college coaches. I mean, these are professionals that are making a lot of money. Well, you know, the longer I look at it. It's kind of hard to let go of something you never had. And right. I don't think he ever had a hold of the program. Not I, fully. And, and the Absolutely more, not. The more, I, the, the more I look back and read that one specific tweet from that anonymous whoever. Right. The more I and, – and how the season both, – both seasons progressed, I'm starting to kind of believe it. Yeah, I mean, and you, you kind of have to. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can, you can say at this point. I mean, what we saw transpire on the field, what we've seen transpire since – um, I mean, it's 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 been a it's been a roller coaster ride, and and we feel like we've kind of been at the the, the bottom of this roller coaster for quite some time. So I mean, it's um, you know I, I don't you know 
I don't know what to I don't know what to say or think. I mean, to me, this is kind of our. Our, our finish up of the Chad Morris era podcast. I think um, that ended about two weeks you know, ago. Well, it did, but I mean, <laughs> now the season is officially over. I mean, the the, the, the 2019 season is done. Um, you know, we could sit here and talk all day about what they did or didn't do right against Missouri. Um, but but at the same time, would it would it make a difference? No. Had they, had they I mean, granted, <laughs> this is – we now – Coming, coming from somebody who likes to see play devil's advocate and see the positive lining and everything as much as I can to try to see both sides, I think the last two weeks we've kind of won. I mean, it doesn't show on the scoreboard or the stats, but we knocked off LSU from the number one spot <laughs> somehow. And then Barry Odom got fired for not beating us to a bloody pole. Yes. That one was a little surprising. That was surprising. I mean, and, and some folks have Moral made victory. some... Yeah, some folks have made some point, you know, made the point. I mean, why... One, why would Missouri make that move at this point unless they have somebody? I mean, well, the same thing with Matt Luke over at Ole Miss. Well, the Matt Luke deal was ex- was kind of a, to be expected. So, especially after the Egg Bowl. Yeah, well, uh, for sure. But I mean, I think people the writing was on the wall for Luke to be gone anyway. I, I'm not. Why they ever took the uh, interim tag off of him? I'll. Well, I, again, it made sense. I mean, it, and it and obviously you hear some of the stuff coming out from 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 Ole Miss right now out of Oxford is that a lot of guys may want to transfer that that you know those players really loved playing for 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 Luke and so I mean fine I mean he seemed to to do okay there he was never you never looked at him as being a guy that was going to be the head coach there for a long time um, but he was. I don't know that that situation's not surprising at all. He he felt like a dead man walking all year. I think most people knew that that Morris um, and and that Luke and maybe even uh, Mason at Vandy would be guys that would be let go. Maybe Muschamp. I wasn't. I, I was. I was not going to call Mason being gone. I knew that they would keep him. Who are you going to yeah, get? Right. But the same can be said for Missouri. I mean, yes, Missouri had some success early I on think in the they, SEC. I think Missouri's got their guy. For them, for them to cut Barry Odom as fast as they did. Maybe, but who? I mean, because they're in the same. I mean, let's be real. Who Arkansas, was the coach before Odom? Uh, who was the? It was it was a big name coach. Well, uh, Pinkle, Gary Pinkle, Pinkle, Gary yeah. Pinkle. That's the one. And so, um, I mean, the problem with Missouri is their facilities suck. Um, their fan base sucks. They had they nobody s- show up to their spring game. Yeah, I mean. And and so it's it's just it's hard for me to believe that they have somebody sitting there waiting to me, and we'll talk about this a little bit later today. Like right now, today, to me, Missouri would be third in the pecking order as far as who would who out of out of the three SEC jobs that are open. Out I mean, of the three SEC jobs, well, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, it, yes, they've had some success in the East, which has been down. Um, yes, from the outside looking in, they've been more successful than Arkansas. Has the East actually been down, though? Oh, well, absolutely the East has been down. It's been terrible. So, I mean, in the years that they won it, who was their competition? I mean, they were – But at Florida the same was time, no good, West, was no you good. can say the same thing about the SEC West. No, nah, the West is always really strong. You, you can you can pretty much count on, you know, for, for the longest time, you have Alabama, you have LSU. Where, I'm going to get your thoughts o- on Alabama, o- Ole too. Miss, yeah, Ole Miss has tonight. been up there with, with all the stuff they were doing. Mississippi State's been up there. You know, the you know East, I think no one's really been up there. I, I think, and, and and everybody was talking about that egg bowl. The the loser of that egg bowl was gonna was was the one that was coaching for their job. So it could have been Matt Luke or Joe Joe Moorhead, right? <coughs> so, but at the same time, Mississippi State's going bowling. 
They are, and and they really, I mean, they turn their season around, and and I do think Moorhead definitely deserves a couple more years to, to continue to build that thing. I don't think he's. I mean, I think Mississippi State has some unrealistic expectations thanks to what Mullen did there for a short period of time. Yeah, and 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 so, you know, they peaked there with with Mullen, and I think that you know they're they're going to be fighting that battle for for some time to come. Um, but Morehead Morehead's got an opportunity to turn that thing in the right direction. The Ole Miss job will be interesting. I mean, assuming that that we're correct in in in, in Kiffin coming here, the question is how attractive is that for Norvell? Because that's an obvious move, you would think. The thought just occurred to me. Yeah. You realize that Arkansas and Ole Miss usually fire their coaches around the same time with each other. They seem to Houston Nut. Yeah, I don't remember who the coach was. It was it Orgeron. Yeah, because Houston came in and took over for, or, for Coach O's players. Yeah, that's right. Which leads me to a question: Who gets SEC Coach of the Year? Oh, uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you cannot give it to Orgeron. I mean, who else? Who else is there that you're going to give it to? You want my suggestion? Yeah, Pruitt. Look yeah. at how I, he's got a lot. The the very first game against what was it? Georgia Southern, <laughs> Southern or whatever. Yeah, I mean, know, Georgia State, something yeah. like that. They lose. Everybody thought Tennessee's not, you know, not improving. The talent really isn't there. Dude, they're going bowling. We're sitting at the bottom of the SEC right now. Yeah, but it's not like they did anything overly special. Yeah, they they started off bad, but I mean, they they, they won. got he got it. He he they did exactly what we should have done. Yeah, I, he, they did and they got it turned around and, and we didn't even lose to that FCS team to start the season. So I mean, it was We could have. Yeah. So I mean, you and I sure, talked about it. it. They they definitely they definitely th- turn things around to the point that he deserves coach of the year. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, to I mean, me, to me, what he did was they he he got progression out of that team that Chad Morris didn't. He he got buy in and his coaching staff got buy in, and they got everybody to buy in and they played really well down the stretch, which helped. So I mean, you you got to give it to him. You got to. I mean, I give him credit. Why why would okay? Why would you give it to Coach O? Everybody knew going in LSU was going to be the team to beat. I don't know because, I mean, I think even in our conversations and a lot of other conversations, you know, while people were giving LSU some credit, I think a lot of people were like, well, they still got Joe Burrow. He wasn't very good last year. I don't think they're going to be very good. You know, and you think about what they've done from a coaching staff-wise and the people they've brought in and the offense that they've built, and while they've been, you know, not as dominant on the defensive side of the ball – Man, they've been unstoppable offensively, and all, uh, and so much of that has got to been a credit to I mean, to Joe Brady and the coaching job they've done with Burrow. I want to say he's got a thousand yard rusher. Yep, two thousand yard receivers. Yep. No, there's they got two thousand yard receivers, and, and of course Burrow. So Burrow. Yeah, I mean it's it's impressive what LSU's done. As as much as I hate to give LSU any credit, and and I definitely didn't feel like they'd be this good this year, and that's that's part of the reason why I think. You know, Orgeron deserves it. I mean, when you think about, yeah, I can, I can, I can and see you that. think about how negative people were towards LSU when they hired Orgeron. It's like, well, shoot, you just downgraded from less, and and now look at where they're at. Coach so, O fits LSU though. He does, but I mean, I don't. I, I, it's, it's weird because, you know, I grew up. You, you and I. Well, I, I'm gonna say you and I grew up, but I grew up watching Coach O at Ole Miss. Right. Okay. For me, there there are certain coaches that I grew up watching. Houston at Arkansas. Ed Orgeron at Ole Miss. Tommy Tuberville at Auburn. <laughs> Mike Shula at Alabama. Can we have her back? Urban Meyer, Steve Spurrier at Florida. Yeah. Lou Holtz at South Carolina. I mean, I could go on. Mark Richt at Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of Alabama, 
Now, I made a comment in our chat a few days ago that the Bama dynasty is officially over. For the first time since 08, they've missed... A, they've, they've been out of the, the top five, basically. All right. First I off... I was going to say, I was waiting on it. First <laughs> off, every single one of you guys looked at me like I was crazy on Friday when I said... Auburn's going to beat Bama, and we're not going to have to worry about this Malzahn mess anymore. No, no there's no I, way Alabama's going to win that game. No, I, I, that. I felt I felt that Gus was going to was, was going to make the right I call. I said it for a week that Auburn was going to win that game. It just it lined up perfectly at home. Gus needing to save his job, you know. So how so, many times has he has he has he beating Bama? I can't get that word that phrase out. How many times has <laughs> him beating Bama saved his job? I mean you. Every when did he take over? It? When did he step up from OC to, to, to head coach? I don't remember the exact year, but it was way. after Chiswick, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. He came. Well, one no. of my ex best friends nicknamed him Cheese Nuts. <laughs> fits. It fits. That, that yeah, that fits. I, I don't know where it came from. It just it fit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so is their dynasty done? No, I mean their dynasty's not done as long as Saban's there. I mean they're still going to recruit at a high level. You know, this year they had a they had a, a weird just it was just a weird year for Bama. I mean, so to, to okay. So let me ask you this: If Tua was in the game and not Mac Jones, do they win the game? Yeah, I think so because I think it just makes that much of a difference. I'm not saying anything bad about so Mac you're th- Jones. So you're saying it's a fluke? But no, I don't think it's a fluke. I mean, Auburn beat them, and but now you got to think: Does Tua throw those pick sixes? I mean, does does Tua make the mistakes that Mac Jones did? I don't think so. No. And so I mean, but you can't. But but the game also hinged on their kicker. It did, but the I don't know that time, I don't know that it would have hinged on their kicker if if two was no. in the game. So. But do you know the last time Alabama's kicker had a rough time? What was it, Clemson? Nope, Arkansas, two thousand six. Uh, last they time had some rough. Time well, that's the last time I remember. Then. Yeah, but that kicker uh, could not hit broadside yeah. of a barn that night. Yeah, I, I just I don't. Yeah, I don't see this being the end as long as Nick Saban's at Alabama. They're always going to be up there. I just like I, said, I think what this I've was said. a perfect storm for the. I think this was a perfect storm in terms of you know they they lost their quarterback and I mean that's that's a stud and, and no matter who you have behind them and no matter I mean and, and it's not like Mac really had a terrible game he just made a couple of really no. bad decisions. I think if you take and I heard this on the radio earlier today, um, if you take away those two pick sixes. Alabama wins that ball game. Well, without a doubt. And, and so, I mean, and that's a huge difference. I mean, not only are those – that's 14 points, but that's also huge momentum shifts. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, yeah. You know, and I mean, you think about it, Auburn even lost their fastest player on the field, Schwartz, like real early in that game with, with a rib injury. So, I mean, I'm – you know, am I am I surprised? No, like I said, I thought that, that Auburn would win that game. Um, but for Alabama – for the dynasty to be over, no. I mean, they're going to reload every year. They're going to recruit in the top two or three every year. Um, now, you know, will they win another title? I don't know. I mean, the playoff makes it that much more difficult because you got to win two more games to get there. So, where do you, two early predictions looking into the 2020 crystal ball? Oh boy, who do you think is going to be in the, uh, the big team to beat next year? Oh man! And again, I mean, you're looking at a year out. I mean, a lot of things are going to happen between now and then with recruiting, yeah. head coaches, etc. I don't know. I mean, I got to you know, you got to believe Alabama's going to be up there, um, and 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 Ohio so State probably does a Pac-12 team get into the playoff for the first time this year. I think Utah deserves it, and and I think that really? yeah, I do, and they've they've played well. 
Um, they've won the games they're supposed to win. They're, they're probably, I mean, as long as they win the Pac-12 championship next weekend, absolutely. That, by the way, like 12 people will attend um, because no one goes to that stinking game. And, and the Pac-12 wants to know why they aren't they thought of as realistic. It's I don't because, even know who's – got Utah and who else is playing uh, in that Pac-12 championship Utah game. Utah and – Is it Utah Oregon? And Oregon, I think. I think it's yeah, Oregon. it is Utah and Oregon because they had hoped that that would be the matchup that would send one of them, you know, so – but I, I think if Utah handles business – but, I mean, now Oregon could win that game and then nobody gets in. But as long as Utah so wins So, if, if Oregon wins, it knocks uh, Utah out. Who gets in? Well, Georgia at that point. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't see how you don't even, – Even if LSU beats them in the, in the uh, SEC title game? Yeah, because, I mean, you're talking about one beating four. I just don't – I don't know that you're going to make – you're going to see that much movement. Um, we'll see who You're going to have Ohio there. State and Clemson. Yeah, Ohio State, Clemson, LSU are all going to be there. That um, one actually surprised me. Uh, Ohio four. State. Well, I mean, again, Ohio State hasn't had to really play anybody. The Big Ten is not a good conference. Neither has Clemson. Um, no, I mean, neither has Clemson either. In they all want to talk about Alabama's cupcake schedule. <laughs> have you looked across the country? Yeah, I mean, it, well, I mean, if you look at it, LSU, you would think, is the best suited just because of the schedule they've played and, and who all they've matched up against. Um We'll see. I mean, I think a team like Ohio State could give them fits offensively, you know. Um, but I just don't know that anybody's outscoring LSU at this point. And, I don't, and so, there's no, I don't, I don't see anybody. Yeah, it would take a not even Justin effort. Fields yeah. and uh, KJ Hill. No. Yeah, yeah, KJ Hill. Yeah, 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 he's not in their leading receiver, and that's the thing. They don't have great receivers. Um, they, they're a good team. They've got a good defense. Chase Young is probably the best defender in the country. You know, Fields has, has turned out to be an outstanding quarterback. But again. They've done it against mediocre competition all year long, and so who knows? I mean, they step into that game and they may get routed, or they they may I mean they may run all over some folks. All right, that wraps up segment one. We've done our recap. Now we're gonna jump into some coaching search when we come back. Oh boy! On inside the natural state. Subscribe to Inside the Natural State and give us a five star review on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Natural State Sports. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Natural State. Zach and Steve here with you. Finally joined by Will. What's up, man? I'm doing good. Will's been missing, and he forgot how to talk into his new mic. Yes, I did. I'm still trying to process everything that happened Friday at the tailgate. Oh boy! So uh, I mean, we had fun though, didn't we? Yeah, it's just it's sad. I mean, it's a sad state that our football program's in. Whenever you, you go to a tailgate at War Memorial, and what maybe half of the reserve tailgating is filled up. Yeah, and 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 it used to be, you know, that place was so cramped packed with, with drunks that. That you couldn't get out of your tailgate spot because <laughs> people are. We'll get back there one day. There. We'll get back there one day. Yeah, hopefully in um, <laughs> hopefully in got, two years. We've got our something like that. Yeah, we've got our new coach uh, up in Fayetteville now, so I think we'll be good. Do we? we yes, we sure, do. Sure yeah. sounds like it. Sure I mean, seems like it. Who, who I, I should it? stop looking at Twitter though while we're while we're doing this podcast because this video is crazy. <laughs> what uh, dare I ask? What it uh, is? Something about death diving, and it's What's something. Put, put the phone down, Steve. But watch the death diving. Watch these dummies. Doesn't that look like fun? 
No. <laughs> it looks like it hurts, man. I know. It's like, oh, one, yeah. One wrong move and you're on the ass end of a belly flop. I um, I challenge you all to go out right now and um, and, and, and look up death diving on YouTube or wherever you can find it. It looks like a belly flop gone wrong. I, I was just yeah. going to say it looks like a belly flop gone bad. It looks like lots of brokenness. So, trying to dive in it. So gentlemen... Have we found our coach? Yes. I mean, has the coaching search come to an end already? Privately, yes. Publicly, no. That's sure how it seems. That's so. sure. I mean, you've sure. got you've got a couple of sources that are saying it. Yeah. Um, couple of five, but yeah, I hope it, yeah. I hope it's come to an end it, since we've kind of gone out and said it. Who well, is. <laughs> well, and it's kind of funny, though, if you follow like Twitter and the message boards right now. Now everyone's melting down because they thought for sure that 4 o'clock meeting today meant that the players were being told who the coach was and it was going to be announced. Nothing that I've been told or heard has said anything about an announcement date. Um, you know, we talk, I, talk, I was talking with a buddy of mine who has a couple of these connections, and, and we were talking about that. And, I mean, I just I, – so when you start thinking about a process of elimination, so on top of all the rumors that are going on, so if Matt Campbell was our guy, then – then Matt Campbell would be our guy right now. There's nothing holding Matt Campbell back from being our guy right now. He's not going um, to a bowl game? They are, but he's they're not he's not going to stay there to coach the bowl game. You would have already there'd been something happening today or tomorrow in terms of announcing Campbell. Then why why are we holding on on lane? Well, because they have a conference championship game and it's a little different. I mean, so so a bowl game is a bowl game. It's more of a reward for the players and especially when it's a lower tier bowl game. It's just a reward to get your stuff. You you get to go hang out and go right. to some some cool situation. But realistically, when you start thinking about in terms of what each one is, the, the conference championship game is much more important in terms of school and, and the way the way things would, would play out. So it makes more sense for him to stay through the conference title game and then, and then be announced next week. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it is, Lane, as we're saying, that, that he will be announced, that there may be some sort of announcement in the next few days. Um, but no, nothing formal because, you know, Lane, I mean, we all know how this thing's going to play out. He's going to want to have his dog and pony show when they announce him. So um, I would, I would, what I would anticipate is that we'll hear something official in the next couple of days, and then, and then next Monday we'll probably have, or maybe Sunday, but probably Monday, have an actual announcement with press conference and everything. So, yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the fallout here over the last – hour or two just following people and how they keep oh they're having a well people are melting down right now because now it's like oh we're gonna be left with like drink wits or some crap like that because lane's not coming but again there's a lot that has to go into this and it wouldn't surprise me if you know basically they're they're working out little odds and ends in the contract i've at least now and again this is message board stuff this is rumors i know nothing about numbers i know nothing about any of that um, but there's been some rumors that the board is um, has is is against the hire, I guess, or that they want certain clauses put in there and all of that kind of stuff. I don't know how much truth there is to that. I can tell you that one of the people that I talk to is a board of the trustees member, mm -hmm. and that's not been mentioned at all. So now that doesn't mean that that's not true, that that's not happened. I'm just saying that's not been mentioned to me. All that's been mentioned to me is that it's a done deal and that Lane's going to be the coach. So. Whether that holds, whether I'm going to be standing with egg on my face in a week or so, I don't know. But uh, as of right now, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, because I was going to say, you kicked a hornet's nest on Twitter today. Everybody keeps wanting to have the musclemen of football. So my question is, is, will, is, is, is Lane that guy? 
Is, is he the muscle? Is he the muscle okay, in a football? So. It, does he, will he bring the type of energy that Muss is bringing to the Razorback <laughs> basketball program? Will he bring that energy to the football program? Possibly. I, I think that, honestly, with, with a football coach, it's more about who he brings on as assistants. I think that he can bring in an SEC elite staff with guys like Thompson, potentially Sam Pittman again, potentially. I've heard that name being uh, rolled around. Potentially, I guess, his brother, who's a defensive line coach for the 49ers. Um, you've got other guys that he's, he's coached with uh, previously, Frank Wilson. That just got fired from UTSA, I think is where he was at. As head coach, he has deep Louisiana ties. They said he was the best recruiter at LSU uh, for a long time under Miles. So, if he brings... Does he have LSU ties? Yeah, he was at LSU. Frank Wilson does. Oh, Frank. Okay, okay. I was sitting there going, wait a minute. I can't connect the dots with Kiffin. So, if we can bring these all these different guys in that have have a lot of SEC experiences as assistant coaches, yes, he can bring that kind of um, energy to the program that we need because, I mean, you look at Lane and he's got, you know, with that, uh, you know, Joey Freshwater swagger, his whatever um, he's got with that. But I think that ultimately it happens to be what is on the football field and what he can bring to the program in that manner. More so than, you know, the stupid marketing crap like we saw from Morris and even Bielema. So, well, and and the excitement that he'll generate on the sidelines, I think, is part of what you're talking about too. You, know, I mean, when we see Mus leading hog calls and and jumping up and down and, and having a good time, I think that is some things that you'll see. And I mean, if you remember from from Lane, now I, honestly, I've not paid a lot of attention to his sideline demeanor because honestly, it's, I haven't it's watched quite a lot. animated. I, well, I haven't watched a lot of Florida Atlantic stuff, but I know if you watched him while he was at Alabama, he was very animated. I mean. If they if he called a play and it was going for a touchdown, I mean he was hands up running down the field before the ball was caught, kind of thing. I mean he 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 definitely brings an excitement to the to the sideline. Um, and and I agree with you. That's something that we've missed because if you think about it, we haven't had anybody animated. Bobby P. Yeah, I mean I mean you think about it. Houston nut chewed his fingernails. Um, Bobby, but P. at least at least Houston was animated. Bobby was to some extent. He, he bulldog. Did, I yeah, mean, Bobby would get you. I mean, and then. You had Smile, and you had Bert, who ate cheeseburgers, and then you got Morris, who didn't do anything. So, I mean, it'll be nice to have a guy like, like you know, like Kiffin, who is going to be a little more fiery on the sidelines. He may do some things to get some penalties, may do some things to get in trouble. I mean, so, Mus took a Mus got a tech. Yeah, and I mean, and you expect those kind of things, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, the the, the coaching the coaching searches are about to heat up. I mean, we had a really big one today, which obviously, I guess. They're they're going they're going in house, but I mean Chris Peterson stepping down at Washington is huge. I mean, no one saw that coming, well, and, and it, so you got to think that that's big. Yeah, it started with Willie Taggart at, at uh, Florida State, right? What is it like a week later or so that Morris was was yeah canned. a week, week and a half later I think, and then you had Matt Luke today. Yeah, that was that one was a little bit shocking. Barry Odom was yesterday. Yeah, that one was more surprising. Uh, than, than that Luke. one, I mean. That one came out of left field. Yeah. I was not expecting that one. Um, Charlie Strong at South Florida. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was kind of expected, though. I think people saw that one coming. So. Yeah. Uh, who is the other one? Um, that's the top. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it? your that's the main ones that I can think. I mean, Clay Helton's been rumored to be out at USC. That's not happened. I heard so many so. rumors surrounding USC. It's it, it. 
he's in, he's out, he's in, he's out. You know, honestly, I think a lot of that is they've probably been, you know, reaching out to see who they can get. And uh, many people are probably showing a whole lot of interest in that job. I mean, I don't, I don't know that Helton's done a, just an absolutely terrible job when he's been there. And Well, I mean, it, it, USC doesn't get much national exposure. They don't, and def- definitely not what they used to. I mean, they, they get it now, especially early in the season, just because it's the USC expectations. But, I mean, I think realistically a lot of people don't know what's going on at USC because no one watches it. I mean, no one watches football on, 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 the, on the West Coast for the most part. Uh, they, they play at weird times, and – and sometimes the product is a little blah. I mean, I'm an, I like Oregon. I've been an Oregon fan since Chip Kelly was there. I like to watch them, but I mean, I'm not staying up till two in the morning to watch them. Where either. is good old Chip now? He's at UCLA. Is he? Yeah, yeah. And okay. he survived this season. Looks like he'll he'll survive another live one. To, maybe live to get fired another year. Yeah. What is going on there, though? I mean, he was at Oregon and he was just lighting the college football world on fire, and then he goes to Philadelphia. Uh, sputters out there. And then where else was he? Was that Philadelphia? He went to UCLA yeah. after. Yeah. So he only had one pro job. Yeah. No, he was at San Francisco for a while. There. Yeah, yeah, he was a terrible yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. It was bad there he didn't too. Do anything so there. What's wrong? so hmm? didn't like it. Didn't like that coach with the Niners. No, United? I like Chip. I just, I mean, he's well. I, there was a lot of management stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the Niners situation was from the time towards the end of Harbaugh through Chip and all of that was pretty ugly. I mean, there was a lot of managerial issues. I don't know. I mean, Chip has got a pretty pretty uphill, big uphill battle at UCLA and, and a lot like I was going to say, it's got to be the talent level there. I mean, he, you could, you, you had the big money with Nike at Oregon. Yeah. You know, you had the flashy uniforms and all of that. You had Marcus, Marcus Mariota? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was one of the he was one of those quarterbacks like like Lamar Jackson was at Louisville. It just kind of dropped in Chip Kelly's lap. Yeah, well, I mean, he, and he did a really good job. And, and and at that time, Chip had things rolling. It was a different you know different situation. He was the innovator of that of offense at that point. And so at UCLA, he's just got a it's a it's a major uphill battle. And I think what a what a lot of people don't realize is that to build that style of offense, especially if you're coming from something totally different, it's not an easy offense to build. You know, number one, if you came much like Morris when he came into to this situation, he didn't come into the situation with much speed. And, and the two things that you have to have is you have to have good offensive line play and you have to have speed. Those two things are extremely important to make that style of offense move. And, and, and unfortunately, I mean, same thing for Kelly at UCLA. He didn't have that when he came in. Now, the difference is, is while they struggled this year, they still showed improvement, whereas obviously at Arkansas we didn't see any improvement. And so even though they had improved speed and they had some improved pieces at different positions. So, I mean, Chip has struggled because of that. And and, and year three next year will be extremely important to see what he can do. But um, who knows? I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, there's, I think we've, we've kind of talked about about five different jobs right now. Um, so, so right now I think the big jobs that are open – uh, Florida State, Arkansas, Missouri, Ole Miss, and South Florida. You know, how would you guys rank those jobs? Well, before we before we jump into that, I gotta ask: What is out of the three SEC jobs right now, Ole Miss, Missouri, and Arkansas? Which one is the most attractive at the moment? So people are gonna look at this differently, and this is not me being a homer. To me, Arkansas is the most attractive out of those three, and it's because. All three have fairly similar recruiting bases. Missouri has, you know, Missouri is recruiting from the same base we are. Ole Miss is recruiting from the same base we are. Now the difference is Ole Miss has a little better in-state crop, but they have to share that in-state crop with Mississippi State and to right. some extent Southern Miss. So when you start thinking about the the jobs 
you know, I've never been on Missouri's campus, but I, I have a good idea of what their facilities are, and, and they're they're the last among those three. Their facilities are below both of those. Um, Ole Miss, while having some decent facilities, they're behind Arkansas in that in that category as well. So from a facility standpoint, now from a money standpoint, I think Arkansas and Ole Miss are probably on pretty even footing. You know, there's really? a lot there's a lot of Ole Miss money coming out of Memphis and other places, and so. There's a lot of money. There's some FedEx money. There's other money. And there's some big money that, that, that backs Ole Miss. I, thought, I, thought, I would have thought that FedEx would have backed Memphis more than it would. No, not from – I mean, you got to think all the connections, even if you think about, you know, when uh, when Tunsil was there and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, there, there's there's okay. a lot of connections. Michael Orr. Yeah, and Orr and all of that. So there's a lot of connections to a lot of that. But So, I mean, from a financial standpoint, I would say that both are, are, are roughly the same. Um, but if you're asking me where I want to live, and again, I'm not, I'm not basing this off of any bias. I've been to a lot of SEC cities. If you're asking me to, you want to live in Oxford? Uh, no, I'm not living <laughs> in Oxford. There's nothing, there's nothing fun about Oxford. There's nothing. Oh, you don't exciting. miss the little quiche and the, the little, no, the little the, tortilla rolls on on the, the tailgates. The coeds are nice to look at, but I mean, oh boy, the coeds are nice to look at in Fayetteville as well. So I'm oh good either boy. way. But I mean, if I, if you're asking me where I'd rather live, I think you know, give me Fayetteville. And, and give me a short drive to Kansas City, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Little Rock, you know, Springdale, St. Louis. I mean, you've got but, – but then if you if you go to Ole Miss, what do you got, Memphis? I mean, who's, who's realistically running to Memphis for fun anymore? I mean, you're dodging bullets the whole time you're going. So, I mean, yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not excited about going to Memphis. Yeah, I try to go to Memphis in the daylight. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, when you think about – I mean, sure, people say that recruiting to Fayetteville is hard because in the number one complaint is – is direct flights. So, I mean, if you're trying to recruit somebody from the West Coast or from, you know, a, a city that doesn't have a direct flight, which is a lot, to Fayetteville, that makes it difficult for kids, you know, parents to come on a regular basis. That's really the only negative. When you get into Fayetteville, you realize how much better it is to live, than, and that's why it's been rated the number one place in the SEC to live. I mean, it's easily one of the best one of the best cities in the Southeastern Conference when you think of, of what it has to offer, plus it's a small-town feel. So, I mean – yeah, to me, Arkansas is the number one, and, and I don't even think it's close. You know, I, I think Ole Miss is there, but there, you have a lot more opportunity to Arkansas to do special things than I think you do at Ole Miss. I, I agree. Will, what about you? I kind of want to piggyback off that as well. The Arkansas, I think, in the SEC for sure. So <clears throat> I was very shocked when I read that Missouri fired Barry Odom because – you're looking at their program and just their whole athletic department as a whole. They've got they lost ten million dollars in revenue because of the sanctions. They're still under sanctions, loss of scholarships and everything in the program. And Odom has done an I say an admirable job because of those sanctions and everything. And then the whole athletic department, even being in the SEC and the revenue share that they get from the SEC, it still operates as a whole in the red, so in the negative. And Remind me again what their sanctions were over? It was an academic. Yeah, I mean, thing, I, I do was it, was it was it, academic. It was an academic. Yeah, so I think it went back to the Pinkle era. Yeah, it was Pinkle. Okay. Odom oh. didn't even have anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah, so, so it was kind of like a um, – Lane Kiffin at USC type thing. Yeah, but not nearly that. Well, to I, that extent, but, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, he got he he ends up getting it dumped on him. And and I think that really <coughs> that it's it's stupid from a Missouri uh, an admin standpoint because they're not going to get a decent coach uh, 
to touch that program just because of um, just because of the sanctions. But then, so now they're going to have to pay Barry Odom's buyout, which I don't know what that is. Probably a couple million, <coughs> and then uh, assistant coach buyouts, and then they're going to have to turn around and pay a new coach. Who are they going to pay? They're going to end up with someone. Which would be a good hire, like Willie Fritz from Tulane. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're in the Bill Clark, <laughs> Willie Fritz, you know, uh, Billy Napier type of hire versus anybody else. The name I think that you really would want to look at for them is because he was their offensive coordinator a couple of years, Josh Heupel down yeah. in Central Florida. But I don't know that he would come. I think he would he would probably wait a little bit for a, a higher job just because I think that he's, you know, continuing to win down there, so I think he's kind of in that Norvell situation where he can maybe pick and choose what Power 5 job he goes to. So does so does a guy like Leach, though, entertain Missouri when if he gets Leech passed over Leach is going to Ar- Ole Miss. You didn't see it today? <laughs> yeah, right. That was, <laughs> hey, that was, let me just tell you, that was an epic up. troll job. Just shut up. Got you! <laughs> hey, I, hey, when I first saw it, I thought the same. Because well, what so I, much so, you had rivals people and stuff reporting. Yeah, when everybody that. was reporting, oh, everybody I was going, jumped on it. I thought, there's no way this is real. There is no so, way this was real. I don't think Leach would go to Missouri, one, because... I mean, yes, he's done good at other bottom feeder programs, but Missouri is like <clears throat> they've had they've caught lightning in the bottle when the East is down. But with guys like Drew Locke, yeah, Chase Daniel, yeah, I mean, they had some decent players and stuff. Chase Daniel didn't play in the SEC. Yeah, did Chase Daniel was the quarterback at Missouri? Not in the SEC, Not though. SEC oh no, 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 he was Big Twelve. Yeah. So I mean, they've had some good players, but the East was just so down. I mean, yeah. Their main competition was. Yeah, see, that's what he and I were talking about earlier was was how, how low the the East is. So I think that, I mean, he, they're going to have to go a route of a of a group of five coasts like a Bill Clark, which I think Clark or Fritz or someone like that or Billy Napier, Napier um, could really do decent there. Um, if, if given time, yeah. But as they can, as they've shown, they are probably not willing to give a whole lot of time. I mean, they gave Barry Odom, someone who put his blood, sweat, and tears in that program, what four years? Yeah. And was it really four years? Yeah, he was there four years, and he was four now against us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this but what makes what makes the Missouri job? Well, let me let me back up. You look at Arkansas's downfall right now: two and ten back to back. We are four and twenty. Oh my God, man! Yep. Oh, you don't get any lower than that. Not uh, by much. Oh, twenty-four would be worse, but yeah. But yeah. if you look at if you look at you know four and twenty over two years, but then you have the econ- the, the economics thing. Listen to me. Um, yeah, I don't want to hear you the talk acad- about economics. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> academic sanctions on, at Missouri. Both t- both both. Programs are, are kind of in the dirt right now. I mean, they're not very – whoever gets each job, whether it be Lane Kiffin at Arkansas or whoever Missouri gets, they're going to need a lot of time. I mean – Well, I think it's different because at Arkansas, you've got the facilities to train athletes properly. I mean, you've got facilities at Missouri, but they're not the, the state-of-the-art class facilities that, Ar- that Arkansas has. They don't have the nutritional program that – Jerry Jones donated to, you know, make sure it was just top of the line. You don't have... I've been in there before. Holy it cow, is, man. Nice. 
So, so you don't have those things at Missouri that you do at Arkansas, and on top of that, so they they are losing scholarships at Missouri. It's easier to turn a program around when you have your full eighty-five scholarships and your twenty-five every year. So, it's it's going to be easier for a program to turn around like that than it would be as a team. I mean, I don't know what is it. It's not quite ten a year, is it? That they lost was it the same? No, it wasn't anything. I think it was just a couple of scholarships a year. Yeah, two or three, I think. Yeah, so not near as bad as USC, but still, I I think just overall, Arkansas has always recruited better than Missouri, no matter who the coach was. And I think that just perception wise, overall, um, you know, before the last three years, I guess the last year of Bielema and then the last years of this, whatever you want to call it, with Morris. Um, Arkansas program was better than Missouri before that. Um, let's hope that whoever we hire can get it back to where it should be above Missouri as a program. Did A&M and Missouri come into the conference at the yes. same time? Yes. 2012. Yep. I don't think – well, no, we've, we've beat, we haven't have beaten A&M since they've come into the conference. 2011 was the last time we But beat. We've, we've beaten Missouri since they've come into the SEC, right? Once. <laughs> Ironic, I don't think so. But, hey, you know, talking about Missouri, they, they did get Kelly Bryant over us. I mean, well, yeah, guess who didn't play? By he, the way. He, he turned out to be quite the uh, <clears throat> player. I had this, and I wish I had never taken it off. I had this pinned on my Twitter every, from the day he announced Missouri that he would, never play, that he would not, not start, start against Arkansas. And I unpinned it, and by God, that he didn't, he didn't play. He didn't play. And we were all like, and I never even heard, did, did anyone ever hear why he didn't play? Ankle. I think they announced it. It was the injury that he's had that I guess they decided to sit him because of it. But uh, he like, probably said, "Look, we're not going to bowl. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you from our perspective, and and uh, so, so I didn't pay hardly anything to get into that game, and we ended up sitting second row, um, right behind the Missouri bench. And I'll tell you right now that um, that, that he wasn't moving around like he was hurt. I mean, he was in full pads. He was dressed out, but he didn't move around like he was hurt. But Maybe it was just the ultimate troll job by by Odom of wanting an Arkansas kid to kick our butts because that's ended well, up. What yeah, happened. he was a. That's what ended up happening. There were, there so. were three people from Fayetteville High School yeah. that kicked our butts. Yeah, well, and think about it, two of them never even got an offer. No. So you think of Byers and did, Byers and Powell. Did Powell never got an offer? Did he? Powell didn't get an offer. And Byers, if he, well, Byers got it, was really late. Yeah. Byers didn't know because more uh, not Morris Bielema. Just I don't know what it was with him. It was, yeah. Off the field issues or some crap like that. Yeah. So, but so um, where going back on on Steve's <laughs> point, where does Arkansas stand versus the op- other openings around the country? Well, I mean, I so I'm I think we've all kind of agreed that Arkansas's you know the best out of the three in the SEC. So I mean, to me, Florida State's the only job that's open right now that's better than Arkansas. So it's the only more attractive job. Well, I mean, Florida Con- convince me, convince me, old Steve. So from the outside looking in, if we're just looking at football only, so or you know, from an from an athletic standpoint, Florida Florida State has far more um, success recently, and I mean, historically, they're a better program than Arkansas. Well, you had um, uh, Bobby Bobby Bowden. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You had Bowden. You had uh, Fisher. Yeah. And now and Taggart. So, um, but I mean, under Bowden, obviously they were what they were, um, and they got the national championship with Fisher and and and, and Jameis. So I mean, you know, 
Florida State is definitely the more attractive job from the outside looking in. I think, you know, we don't we can we can talk about rumors of what's going on within their program and, and now they're out of Tallahassee. Yeah, and so and then from a recruiting standpoint, I mean, they're in the most fertile recruiting ground in, in just about in, in the United States. I mean, Texas, Louisiana takes up a big chunk of that in Mississippi, but I mean, you think about Florida, Georgia, Alabama, <laughs> you know, the 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 DC area and, and a lot of the players that come off that East Coast. So. To me, Florida State is is easily ahead of Arkansas, and I don't even think it's close. I mean, if you if you were trying to decide between the two, Florida State is you know if I'm taking my my you know I'm not a homer, I'm taking my rosy red glasses off, and I've got a decision to make. Florida State's the first place I'm talking to. Um, it's just a better it's just a better job, and 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 from a sustainability, you could go to Florida State and win a national championship in five years. You you have an easier path. I mean, right now you beat Clemson every year, and you're in. You know, yeah, so I mean, much, yeah. you win the other games you're supposed to, and you beat Clemson, and you're in. I mean, shoot, Virginia and Virginia Tech played for for that side of the conference this year, and <coughs> and Virginia surprising everyone is playing Clemson, and they're a thirty point underdog this weekend. So I mean, it, the ACC is a mess, and who knows if it's going to get any better anytime soon. But to me, Florida State's the number one job, and then it's Arkansas after that, and then it's everybody else. Let me let me just kind of tell you why. Statistically, Florida State's the better job. Uh, their all-time record is 557, 269, and 18, which is a 67% winning percentage. They have three national titles, 93, 99, and 13. Uh, five more unclaimed national titles. Arkansas's got one, one claimed and one unclaimed. What's the one uh, unclaimed? That's 77? 79. 79, because it was the 79 shootout. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then they also have three other years where they play for a national championship in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, they have three Heisman winners. They've got 45 consensus All-American players. Um, Arkansas, you know, of course, you should have had one Heisman winner that won it twice. But that's, you know, Darren McFadden, but he didn't win it, so we can't claim him as a Heisman. Um, and we have 18 consensus All-Americans, so... 30 less All-Americans. And so, I mean, it's, it's an overwhelming majority that Florida State is the better job. Now, would someone rather go there over Arkansas? Yes and no, because I also think that the expectations there are a little high uh, just based off of what Clemson's doing. I think that Clemson right now is the class of the ACC and I don't think anyone in the ACC is going to touch them anytime soon. They're they. I mean, what, who's all who's all in the ACC right now? You got Virginia, Virginia Tech, right? Yeah. You got Clemson, Duke, Duke, North Carolina, Miami, Miami. I mean, Miami used to be Syracuse. Yeah. I mean, there's there's there's. Some, I even forgot about Syracuse. <laughs> There's some programs with some with some potential, but I mean, as of right now, Clemson's definitely Louisville. eating it all up. Yeah. So yeah, Louisville's over there as well. So, I mean, Louisville's <clears throat> in the Big East. They were they moved like 15 years. Ago. Yeah, that shows you how much I know. Yeah, but look at look at who Clemson plays. I mean, you put you put a power an actual Power Five team on their schedule in the non conference, and see how they do. Yeah, I mean, Clemson, they beat, they beat South Carolina, they and they beat, yeah, beat A&M, too. Again, I said Power 5. Those are Power 5. A&M, A&M and Clemson, SEC. Again, I said Power 5. <laughs> They're power, they were both ranked at the time, so, I mean, it's there's no... I mean... I don't get where you're coming from. 
You know, I heard this argument today that Clemson would would be like a six or seven win team in the SEC. Clemson's built different, that. guys. Like yeah, Clemson, Clemson would come into the West and win eleven games. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, Clemson. Clemson's really, really, I mean, really good. They beat through the SEC, and they got the tar beat out of them against Clemson. And that wasn't just a oh well, we played a soft schedule all year, so we're not beat up. You you you. I mean, you played thirteen games just like everybody else did. You. I mean, it was. You you earned that fourteenth and, and no doubt about it. I mean Clemson's Clemson's really good. So as we as we as we wrap up, this is so we're gonna wrap up the coaching search side of this. And I had a little more information. I don't even think I've shared this information with you guys yet, but I did find out some interesting stuff again. I, these are just well, lay it on this us, is, man. This is just from a contact. So we'll see. I don't I don't know that we'll ever be able to confirm this. Dude's holding out on us, Will. But I have heard that. Basically, there were there were three main options that Juracek has went after. Um, a big fat number was thrown at one person who Campbell. turned it down. Campbell. Nope. Campbell was offered as well. Campbell, from what I understand, has not actually responded or said no. I don't know. But Rule, I heard Campbell turned it like they, legit turned it down. They supposedly threw big money at Rule, and he said no. So at, at the Baylor Where's coach. Rule? Baylor, Baylor coach. So, um, but anyway, so well, this, look at what he did at Baylor this year. Well, Baylor's I don't think gonna, he has aspirations to be in pro football, and he's, he's Baylor's going really to lock chance. him down until a pro team comes calling. Well, a pro team may come calling here in a couple of weeks, so it won't be long because there's some. There's Cowboys. Some, <coughs> yeah, you have fun with that. No, I'm just going to. You'll get Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Yeah. We're or, urban, get, or Urban. Yeah. Or Bob. The, no, Bob won't leave. Bob. Bob's coaching in the XFL. Okay. <laughs> I mean XFL, NFL. I think I'll take my chances. XFL's going to go bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. But so I, I mean, as, so so. <laughs> hopefully, by the time you're listening to this podcast here in a few days, um, we'd have beat Austin P at eight. No, Lane Kiffin, <laughs> Lane Kiffin will at least in some form or fashion have been announced as our head coach. And if by next Monday, if he isn't, then I will. Um, I might let somebody hit me in the face with an egg. Yes! <laughs> I think we should do I it. I call dibs. I got dibs. I get to hit both of you in the face with an egg. Wait, what's this? Will's over there like, wait a minute. I didn't, wait, I didn't no, say no, that. No, no, no. No. After the crap both of you have put me through, yeah. I get payback on both of y'all. So, 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 all right. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Oh, crap. I'm going to get the... No, I'm, there's no, there's no other side of this. Here's the deal. Here's right. what I'll do. So... If next Monday, so if Lane Kiffin is not named head coach when this is all said and done, all right, I will. We will do a. And you can either crack it over the top of my head or hit me in the face with it. I don't, I don't care. Just don't throw it too hard. I got a pretty face, and we'll do it on live <laughs> video. <laughs> Why are you gonna laugh at that? So <laughs> we'll do it on live video, and um, I want everyone's feedback to know if you want it in the face or on the head. That's what everybody. I'm, I'm that's, gonna put a poll out. That, that's tomorrow. what everyone's feedback should be. So you got to listen to the podcast. You have and to share we'll it, do, subscribe it. That's right, and then we'll do a we, we will do a uh, a poll, and um, probably a couple times. And if uh, if it comes out that Kiffin's not, then whichever we want, whichever you guys decide, you can. You, I will have egg on me. Well, I was going to say a pie, but I don't want to ruin Katie's pumpkin pie because it's pretty. You badass. put pumpkin pie on me, I'll kill you. It's you do. pretty badass. No, I, mean, I don't want no nasty pumpkin pie on me. Don't knock it till you try it. No, I don't do pumpkin pie. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the high school's championships coming up. Go Hornets.
subscribe to Inside the Natural State and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Natural State Sports. We, the people, stand tall, equal, and free. In pursuit of happiness. And premium American spring water. Mineral-rich, revitalizing goodness. With a naturally detoxifying high alkalinity. And 7.8 pH. Bottled in glass. To oxygenate our brave, proud selves. The healer and hydrator of. We. 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 The people. The Mountain Valley spring water. Back to the source. Welcome back to Inside the Natural State, everybody. Final segment of the night. Took us a while to get here. Took, oh, God. Took Those us. of you not here currently don't understand what oh, we man. just went through. I, that was, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started again. <laughs> man, oh, man. We'll so we've got, we've got a couple of state title games coming up. And, and the one that surprises me the most, Cersei. Yeah. Cersei's come on late, but, but, but you know, they're going to be playing Benton. So you've got... Rematches in five and seven, five and seven a. Yep, with Little Rock Christian Plask Academy, mm-hmm. Bryant North Little Rock. Yep. Does any does any of the six teams stand out besides Cersei? Well, I mean, uh, uh, those six. I mean, to, as far as being there, I think North Little Rock, while they've been there several, you know, what is this like the fourth or fifth year in a row they've been in yeah. the state championship game in seven a. Um, them being there is not the surprise. Them being there this year is the surprise. They didn't start off very well. No, they didn't. And they really seemed to turn the corner when they played Bryant last time. That was a pretty close game, if I remember correctly. Was, I think the only game Bryant didn't mercy rule, maybe? I don't, yeah, I think that was the only I, I one the that only they didn't one. mercy rule. So, I mean, you know, a little surprising that, that, that North Little Rock's there. Um, but, I mean, as far as overall teams, that, that, that the, the most surprising man, Bryant, just – Look, I'm a I'm a Bryant alum, and I'm not saying this because of being a Bryant alum. That team is just stupid good. Like, yeah. I mean, they don't. And we saw them in the Salt Bowl, and I mean, they were well, and they're ten times the team they were in that Salt Bowl. Yeah. And this team is unstoppable. It seems like so. I'm I'm highly impressed with them. I I mean, I do think North Little Rock will give them a game though. Um, I mean, they didn't have any problems with Bentonville West, thirty-five nothing. Um, no true problems with Fayetteville once they get past the first half, and and the weather was a big big ordeal there. Um, so, I mean, 6.30 Friday night, that's going to kick it off at War Memorial Stadium, um, North um, Rock and Bryant. I'm going to try to be there. I make no promises. Yeah, I'm really disappointed that game's on Friday because we're headed um, to a work party for my wife, work Christmas party up in Jonesboro. So we'll be, uh, we'll be out of pocket that night. So I'm kind of disappointed. I was really hoping to go see that game. Um, and then, you know, I think Bryant wins it. I think Bryant completes the, uh, the undefeated season and, and handles business and takes care of North Little Rock. I don't think this will be like last year where North Little Rock returns the favor and beats us in the title game. I think, I think Bryant's going to handle it. So, um, And then at, uh, what, at noon, you have the 6A game – or the sorry, the 5A game, 5A. the Little Rock uh, Christian and Pulaski Academy. So, um, you know, I mean – Oh hum! Another year, another year of, Co- of, of Coach Kelly and PA being in the in the state finals. So, uh, you know, we, when I was in high school, uh, I believe Ke- Coach Kelly was in his like second or third year, and they were even dominating. <clears throat> they were even dominating then. Oh yeah, I mean they've been dominant from the time Kelly got there for the most part. So, just, <laughs> I mean, just the way that he's changed the game of football. Period. I mean, he's 
on even, even on a national level. Yeah. So, but I mean, like I said, uh, we're gonna try to be there this weekend. National State Sports in some capacity, we'll try to be there um, both both days. Uh, so y'all keep an eye out. Lots of lots and lots <clears throat> of good good football this weekend. I mean, yeah. you have course conference title games in college. Um, you got a lot of really good NFL games, but I mean, from a high school standpoint, the three state championships we cannot leave out. Even though, you know, I'd like to leave out Benton and anything, but I guess you know, hey, yeah. it's Benton. So, um, but Benton and Cersei, and like you said, Cersei being there is really surprising. But Benton and Cersei play at seven o'clock on Saturday night, as, as the nightcap to the weekend. So that ought to be a really fun game. I do think Benton gets that state championship as well. Let's not forget uh, a state. Is bowl eligible. Yeah. And UCA is going to be playing in the playoffs. Yeah, UCA be playing this <coughs> Saturday. Um, and I think they've got some special <laughs> – I may have to look that up. I feel really bad. I should have looked that up. But I thought I saw some specials as far as for what they're doing for tailgating and different things up there. So, uh, if you have a chance, they're hosting a home playoff game on Saturday on the Stripes. Um, that game should be really, really exciting. Um, so definitely want to get out and check that one out because that's going to be that, that's a big game. The UCA is a really good squad this year, and they got a chance to go deep in the playoffs. So before I get your predictions for the bowl for the uh, championship games this weekend, <clears throat> what do you? I mean, did you see the latest mock bracket that I want to say Joe Lenardi put out? He's got us as a nine seed, I believe. Yep. I mean. <laughs> It's, it's hard to argue at this point with what you've seen across the landscape of college basketball. So, I mean, Arkansas definitely, I mean, they're not in the top 25, but, man, I really they're, think. They're, on, they're one of the only 20 Division One teams that are still undefeated. Yeah, and it's not like they've played, like, just a crazy soft schedule. I mean, they've played some, some pretty tough. I mean, Northern Kentucky, uh, that South Dakota team, and Montana, I think all three potentially could be NCAA tournament teams. Yeah, but I think, I think Northern Kentucky, you saw – you saw a little glimpse of, of what we might run into come SEC play. I mean, we struggled a little yeah. bit versus the versus like Montana versus this is which one of the Dakota South Dakota South Dakota <clears throat> handled it kind of you know they they were kind of handled the right way as far as you know the win and all that. You saw a little bit of that that depth problem that height problem against North, uh, 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 Northern Kentucky. Well, I think more than anything, you saw a lack of scoring with Mason Jones not being in the game. Right. So, and, must, and one other thing about that game, Musk called his first time out as Arkansas head coach. Well, he didn't have a choice. I mean, Northern Kentucky was on a pretty good run to start yeah. the game. And, and, I mean, again, scoring was was pretty tough in that game, missing Mason. And there's been some rumors as to what the deal is with Mason, whether it's an AC. I mean, I think Musk came out today or yesterday in a press conference and did say that it's an AC joint and that they, you know, they hope to have him back tomorrow, but it'll probably be Saturday. Day-to-day um, type thing? Yeah, but – When do they play Indiana? The, that's still that's a little. The end of is that the end of December? I thought it was. Who's, coming up I was going to say. Saturday. I thought it was coming up. Yeah, Western quick. Kentucky coming up Saturday. That's the big one. I mean, that's you know they they got us here last year um, and got us at Donald W. Reynolds Razorback <laughs> Stadium. Yeah. we're not going to go there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so before we close out, I got to get your your thoughts on on this week's uh, championship games this weekend. So I'm going to throw a couple <laughs> of them out there to you. All right. Okay. Pac-12, Oregon, Utah. Well, I've been all over the Utah bandwagon to see them get into the playoff. Um, but that game, man, I'm going to go ahead and take Utah. I think Utah wins that. Oregon is, well, Oregon's pretty good. You know, I just, yeah, I think I'm going to jump on the Utah bandwagon with that one. All right, Big 12, Baylor, Oklahoma. 
That'll be a good one. Man, that ought to be a really good game. Um, boy, I, that's a tough one. That one, I'm, ooh, I think I'm going to take Baylor in that game. I'll take Baylor. On. Baylor had a shot last time against them. I, I, I think I'm going to take Baylor in that game. I'm going to go Baylor as yeah. well. Um, let's see. Of course, we're the Sun Belt, Louisiana, App State. App State. The only reason I brought that one up is because at State, App State is ranked. Yeah, but let's – I mean, that should be a good game. Billy Napier and, and Louisiana have got some things rolling down there. That's a good program. Um, Napier's probably a guy you're going to see jump after this year to a bigger job, potentially. If not this year, he will in the next year or two. Yeah. Um, and, 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 I mean, Drinkwitz has got some opportunities. I think he's going to be there another year or two at App State to prove some things. But – that's going to be a really good game. I still think Appalachian State handles Louisiana in that game. But, I mean, don't count out Billy Napier in, in, in Louisiana. That could be a really good game. Well, the one we're going to be watching closely is the Conference USA, FAU, and our potential future head coach, Lane Kiffin, in UAB. Another another name that's being thrown out there for a couple of Power 5 spots. Yeah, no, I'm and I'm with you. Um, I think that's going to be – you know, Bill Clark's got, a, got the potential to, to go some places. He's done some really good things. I mean – one of those teams is going to be a 10-win team when the season's over. Yep, that, they're that, both 9-3 and three right now. That's impressive. Um, I, I'm i going to go ahead and jump on the lane train since he's going to be our next coach and say that they win that game. All right. Uh, the American Athletic, Memphis and Cincinnati. This honestly might be one of the best games of the whole weekend, especially from a scoring standpoint. You know, I mean, this game could get pretty wild. Um, I am going to go with the favorites in this one. I don't think they win by 10, but I'm going to go with Memphis in this game. I think Memphis takes care of business. All right. ACC, Virginia Clemson. Clemson. Clemson I'm going all day. Clemson that, all day. And that game should, that should <coughs> be close. Big 10, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Ohio State, and that game won't be close. And the one for our conference, the SEC, Georgia, LSU. LSU, and I don't think it'll be close. No, I don't even think. They're only a seven and a half point favorite. I think it's going to be a lot bigger than that. Yeah, I don't think Georgia, I don't, I mean, Georgia is going to show up. They're going to play, they're going to play well, but I just don't think they have the offense to hang with LSU, and they're not going to defensively. I don't think they've got enough to slow down LSU. I don't think they're going to, you know, do what Auburn did. So and I like LSU to win we've, that game. We've got one coming up that I'm, we're going to talk about next week, but uh, I, I want to go ahead and mention it now: the Army Navy game. Yeah, me being former Army, I'm, I'm pulling from a. They're five and seven, but by God, we're gonna, we beat we've beaten Navy once or twice here the last couple of years. So hoping we can pull it off again. Hey, we'll never know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, should be should be an interesting game. I, that's always a fun game to kind of finish the year off on and wait for bowl season to really crank up and watch right? that. So hopefully we're uh, we're excited at that point with uh, with our new coach and some recruiting happening. So um, on the recruiting front, as we're kind of talking about that a little bit. Um, Arkansas got another big commit last week on the basketball side of things. So, obviously, football not going great. Um, but K.K. Robinson. Uh, so, are they calling it the f- – They're not. it's not the Fab Five anymore. It's the so Fantastic Four, I, was I think, is say, what is it, ended up getting – Or, no, it's the Feral Five. Well, you know, and now it's, now it's the Fantastic Four. I think it's the Fantastic Four. I thought I like, Hogtastic Four sounded kind of cool, I but like, I guess I like, Fantastic I like Four works. So, um, yeah, I mean, getting K.K., who's a Bryant native – He's out at Oak Hill Academy right now, uh, a top 60, 60 or top 65 player in the nation. Um, that moves this class currently up to number five on Rivals. I mean, on uh, 24-7. So, I think number seven or eight or something like that on Rivals. So Who's the other four? Do we know? Um, I would. I mean, I, I haven't looked at it, but I would assume your typical Kentucky and, and okay. North Carolina, Duke, all that. I would assume that they're ahead Duke, of us right now. Uh, North Carolina, Kentucky, 
Texas and Tennessee, I think. Oh, that's right. Tennessee uh, does have a number there. four yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Tennessee is way up there. So, But, I mean, that's huge to get KK. Kind of an undersized guard, but he can absolutely fill it up and he can defend. Um, he's going to be a lot of fun on the hill. Those four guys together are going to be a lot of fun on the hill. Um, man, next year could be a lot of fun. I mean, this year's going to be a lot of fun. you got Austin P coming up, I guess, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully when, by the time this podcast comes out, we're 8-0. Oh, we should be. I mean, if we're not 8-0. 8-0? 7-0. 8-0. And if we're not 8-0 by the time the podcast comes out, then I'll be a little concerned because now this is a game they should do what they've done in the first few games of the year. They should blow this team out. I think they came out as about an 18-point favorite. Um, They they should handle Austin P pretty easy and and, and start getting ready for this weekend. So, um, yeah, I mean, basketball's going really well. Um, You know, we're still waiting on baseball to get here, but it seems like everything's good there. That seems like that class is going to hang around. So, so now we have we have the must bus, the lane train, and what what do we do? What do we call in baseball? Dave Van Horn. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We don't need anything tricky or gimmicky. No, he's he's. It just dude. it's just Dave Van Horn, right? The Dave Wave or something. The Dave Wave. <laughs> Omaha's is all we need to Omahogs. know. Omaha's. Omaha's is uh, all we need to know, man. Well, lady, ladies and gentlemen, the the Chad Morris era has officially. Been put to rest. Choo choo. It never started. Yeah, well, it never started. Mm, it, it's something. Must bus is kicking it into gear. It's gonna be a fun ride. Yeah, I think we can put uh, the 2019 football season to rest and look forward to the rest of basketball. Basketball runs through March, if and beyond, if we can make it through the postseason. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball kicks off in just under two months. February uh, 14th. Just over two months. Yeah, Valentine's Day. So. All right, until next week, for Steve and Will, you've been listening to Inside the Natural State. This is X. So long, everybody. Woo pig. Woo pig. Remember to join us every week as Zach and Steve bring the best in fan reaction to Arkansas sports. Follow us on social media for the best of fan-driven, unfiltered content.